From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. We're starting a brand new week of adventures in podcasting, including, and I want to start off the show with this, making the announcement that today is the beginning of In Black and Right Daily a video version of the podcast that you can find on our Rumble page. Uh, just simply go to, uh, and probably the easiest way you'll find it is just simply go to inblackandright.net, our website. It's right on the home page. You don't have to scroll down very far at all. We have a link to it. You can just simply click on that, and you can see uh, today's episode, our premiere, or you can go back through our archives or, and listen to some of our uh, other interviews that we've had with some really interesting folks. Uh, all I simply ask is, hey, check it out, subscribe, send the link to friends, help us spread the word uh, as we embark on this new chapter of the In Black and Right saga. I hope everyone had themselves a great Easter weekend with Good Friday and culminating yesterday in Resurrection Day for Easter, and I hope everybody had themselves a great one and were encouraged, and wherever you might have gone uh, to service, I hope it was a blessing to all of you. But I'll tell you what, folks, I am, uh, well, actually, before I get into kind of my rant du jour, uh, always you can send us email Questions, comments, shout-outs, whatever, to inblackandright at gmail.com. Or, as previously mentioned, check out our website, inblackandright.net. Uh, we've got some more things going up there over the next few days. And as we've launched into uh, our new daily video version, uh, looking forward to uh, doing a lot more of that, as well as right here doing our audio version. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of work, but that's what I signed up for. So, my friends, after a pretty psychotic Holy Week with the Trump, uh, the Trump arraignment circus in New York, uh, you had the riot that was attempting to break out at the Tennessee State Capitol in Nashville, you have the expulsion of two members of the Tennessee House, almost a third, but missed it by one vote, and various and sundry other things uh, with uh, this whole diversity, equity, inclusion crap. Uh, folks, this has the pr some of the stories I have today are making me look like a genius, and I wish. It didn't. I tried to warn people, especially my brothers and sisters in Christ and my friends in the Catholic faith, that, my friends, we are being targeted. We are absolutely big time being targeted. How do I know this? Well, 
here we go. Today, new, uh, from justthenews.com, the headline, FBI wanted sources within the Catholic Church to look for quote-unquote radicalization in local parishes, according to a report by the House GOP. Now, the subheadline, Representative Jim Jordan, who is the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, revealed that the FBI, the Fascist Bureau of Intimidation, was looking to develop new sources who had access within the Catholic Church to report on suspicious activity and extremism, and of course raising questions about uh, the First Amendment freedoms, including freedom of speech and freedom of religious expression. Now, some people would think, oh, you're just, you know, hyperbole and all that. I said, really? Uh, first of all, I trust just the news and its reporting. John Solomon is a five-star investigative journalist. He is, and his team are the gold standard. But reading some of this, and, and I'm going to read it. I'm, I may not read the whole story to you, but doggone it. Some of y'all need to wake up. Not just in the Catholic Church, because Protestants, you're next. I promise you, if they'll go after Catholics, they will go after Protestants, regardless of denomination. And believe you me, that scares the crud out of me. And just reading a little bit of this story. House Republicans said Monday they have new information showing that the FBI has been trying to develop undercover sources inside Catholic Church parishes throughout the U.S. in search of radical elements within the religious faith. The allegation follows a former FBI agent revealing a since-retracted field office memo characterizing traditional Catholics, or traditionalizing, characterizing Catholics, and that's probably meaning traditional Catholics, with a devotion to the traditional Latin Mass as possible domestic threats. Now, the, from Jim Jordan, who also chairs the House Select Subcommittee for Government Weaponization, had said, and I quote in the story, the FBI relied on information derived from at least one undercover employee and sought to use local religious organizations as new avenues for tripwire and source development. Okay, that right there, if not if you're a Catholic and you're into the Latin Mass and all that, which is traditional. Now, I admit, I am not a Catholic and I don't understand a lot of this when it comes to the Latin Mass, but I've been learning quite a bit from my Catholic friends. Now, I'll tell you, this should scare anybody of faith. Anybody. I mean, my Lord, after 9-11, yes, the FBI was spying on Muslim mosques for radicalization. And they got rather upset about it. You also, now you've got traditional Catholics. You also have evangelical Christians. We're all on the list, baby. 
We are all on the list. We are in the minds of these people, and the mainstream media is absolutely no help. We are domestic terrorists. We are threats to our nation, all because of our faith. Could somebody please, oh please, get me some Pepto-Bismol because I'm about really ready to puke? That is the skill. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not really a shock, but to see that if you go, if you're Catholic and you go to Mass with somebody in your parish, could they be a government informant? That's a real question. Same in churches. Are, is the person you go to church with, uh, for my evangelical Protestant friends, if so, are you going to start wondering if these people are going to be reporting on you to the feds? That too has... And, and to say that, oh no, that could never happen. Wrong. Don't make that mistake, my friends. Don't make it. It's pretty... It, it's sad. It is truly sad what they're doing. I mean, even sadder? Here we go, folks. Here's a story for you that you'll just love. Now, this is uh, from Atlanta. The Atlanta is separating blacks from whites in academic recovery summer program. Essentially, summer school. Segregated summer school. And I'll tell you, it's ridiculous. You, it, and if you think I'm crazy, I'm going to play a news report from a local Atlanta TV station uh, from, blacks, from black parents who are finding out about this. And it took the Department of Education. Hey, you know, wake up, folks. They waited more than a year to open a civil rights investigation after parents shared recordings of officials admitting to segregating black students. Now, the irony of this is, who, who is originally, who's from Atlanta? Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., his hometown, is now engaging in this absolute utter nonsense which goes 180 degrees than what he taught and gave, ultimately gave his life for? Ah, no, no, no. Now, I'm not going to really read too much of this story, but I just want to play the local report from, uh, from an Atlanta TV station about this whole mess. And I'll add a little bit towards the end here, but but here we go. Here's this is from Atlanta. There was a pit in my stomach. It's it's you can't do it. It's against the law. That law is the Civil Rights Act of 1964, saying you cannot treat a group of people differently based on their race, which is what Kyla Posey says happened when she tried to enroll her daughter into a second grade class at an Atlanta public school. When the principal reached out to me, I had already given her um, the selection for our children, and um, she tried to sway me into the other two, one of the other two classes, the black classes that she 
That's what that was her phrase for the classrooms. Posey says at the start of the last school year, there were six second grade classes at Mary Lynn Elementary. She claims all black students were separated from white students and put into two of the six. Um, when she first told me, I was just kind of taken back. I didn't understand. Um, I asked her for more clarification. I was like, what do you mean? What, what is that? We have those? It's been a year since the first conversations with the school about the separated classes. Posey has 17 years experience in education and her husband is the school psychologist at Mary Lynn with 23 years experience. She says she tried to make things right directly with the school, then with APS administrators who, in a phone recording by Posey, says the principal does separate black children. When I researched it, I confirmed it as well. And um, that, that uh, Sharon uses specific classes to put um, black students in. In a statement, APS says using race as a method for assigning students to classrooms is unacceptable. APS does not support or condone this behaviour. I asked APS whether they have investigated the matter or whether the practice took place or is even ongoing at Mary Lynn, but they have yet to respond. Posey and her husband have subsequently filed a civil rights complaint with the U.S. Department of Education and say real change needs to happen at the school. A, we want to make sure that this practice is not going on. Um, that's first and foremost. The second thing that we want to make sure, that administrative team, the whole, they need to scrap it and start over. Posey also claims that there has been retaliation against her and her husband from the school. She also feels like the APS and the U.S. Department of Education are dragging their feet in doing anything on the matter. Okay, folks. If that doesn't make you either scratch your head or make you want to grab a bottle of Pepto-Bismol, I don't know what will. Atlanta. Atlanta Public Schools segregating kids? Are you freaking serious? And taking, taking forever the Department of Education and, and the parent who was in this story is black. Her, her husband, black. And I'm like, have I just stepped into a bad episode of the Twilight Zone? Are you serious, people? At segregating kids, black kids from white kids, in of all places, Atlanta? Whew! That one absolutely blows my mind. Absolutely does. How can this happen in 2023 America? Hmm? I mean, it's bad enough. It's bad enough. The story last week in Nashville about the Christian school that was targeted by some trans terrorist loaded to the gills with guns, killing six people, three of them, nine year, three nine-year-olds amongst the victims? Are you serious? And yet, here we have, in the Tennessee House of Representatives, we have three members that were attempted to be expelled 
and you need a two-thirds vote uh, on this. Now, two of them are men, one a woman. The two, two of them are black, one's white. So you got a one white woman, two black guys, and the only one who survived was the white woman and barely survived. She was spared expulsion by one vote. One vote. And that right there should help you realize the power of a vote. As a matter of fact, historically, Hitler, Adolf Hitler became Chancellor of Germany in the early 1930s by one vote. One vote. So, if you think that your vote doesn't mean something, one vote can be more powerful than you realize. But we're not going to get into the 2024 election. Not, not today. What's even worse now? What's even worse? Um, now, Justin Jones, the former Tennessee state rep, and Justin... Oh, good grief. I, I forgot his name. Hang on a second. Let me take a look. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Justin Pearson. These two Justins got the boot, and by pretty healthy margins. And yet, Nashville is going to, uh, the city of Nashville, the Metro uh, Council, is going to vote on an interim successor uh, to replace him. And of course, the three, uh, the, the three troubled uh, Democrats are not going to go away at all like good little radical um, radical anarchists that they are. They want to bring all kinds of grief to the Tennessee Capitol, to the floor of the Tennessee House, which has not happened at all. None of, none of this craziness happened in all of the history of the state of Tennessee, which is over 200 years. So, I don't know what these dingbats are trying to accomplish, but I don't think this is going to really work in a state like Tennessee. I don't, I don't believe so. So, eh. But I'm going to keep an eye on this because the fact that you had Kamala Harris going down, to, down there to Tennessee to hold their hands and you know, let them know that it's okay. You know, these mean racist Republicans kicked you out. I said, well, yeah. As I've said in my video podcast, uh, what is it about black folks that think they can do stupid stuff and not be punished for it? I mean, come on. Win, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. It applies to all people. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't freaking matter. So, that's bad enough when you've got this whole race card thing uh, playing out. But one, one other thing that just really gets me is this whole thing about diversity, equity, and inclusion. DEI. Which, ironically, DEI... Dei is the Latin word for God. 
Now, <laughs> I don't know if that was sort of it happened or it was intentional, but there's nothing holy about DEI, but yet it's ongoing at state universities, including the university, especially and including the University of Florida in Gainesville. This is insane. But what do you expect from the radical left? I mean, seriously, what do you expect from them? It's not something that's really a surprise. But if you're sending your kids to government schools, be they uh, elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, or even state colleges, you better watch yourself, mom and dad, because what your kids are getting fed in their young skulls full of mush, to uh, quote the late, great Rush Limbaugh, these kids, and especially if they're Christian kids, they could go to off to college, loving God, and they can come back and absolutely just embrace radicalism uh, or atheism or whatever else. Whoa, folks, that's real serious stuff. And just to let you understand a little bit what's going on, one of the smartest people I know, Jack Posobiec, had a chance to meet him in Dallas last year. Incredibly sharp guy. He's on the war room, and he's talking about the Democrats' long march, as, he, as it's called, to, and he's explaining what the radical left's plan to capture the minds of our youth today, and they're doing it through education. Simply put, and here's Mr. Posobiec. I'll let him explain it for himself. Here in Florida, you know, we said before how essentially this is Marcuse's long march through the institutions was how they were able to take over every institution in America. Well, what Rufo is doing and and Governor DeSantis for putting him there, and and of course, I, I wish we had fifty or I guess forty nine more Ron DeSantis is running all the other states at this point and doing the same thing because what Rufo is doing is a is the antibody response to the pathogen. He's going in there and he's understanding how this virus has taken over these systems which were originally set up for education now they're set up to churn out Marxist revolutionaries whether that be on racial issues whether that be now on these gender issues that we've seen again and again through across the country then of course with the education schools with that arm of it those graduates because in so many of these states you require you're required an education MA to be able to go in as a teacher, now they're going to your grade schools, now they're going to your elementary schools, your kindergartens, that's why you're able to find this everywhere. They're going through the system. Conservatives don't think like this. Marxists think like this. Bolsheviks think like this. They look at the university, they look at the institution and say, how can we use this? And by the way, especially when it is taxpayer funded, you have the free flow of money going directly to the enemies of the republic. That's currently what our university system is in America. That's what every conservative should be focused on in terms of how to actually move the ball forward yes. when we're able to get power. You have to get power first. You have to be able to do that first. Then 
You have to deconstruct. You must begin the great deconstruction project. And by the way, just to let everybody know, um, as Steve pointed out, we are calling an audible on this one. But so, just for the record, that's pretty much literally every single day here on the War Room. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. That is nothing short. I mean, it's not a surprise to me. I've been covering this stuff for, gosh, 20 years and keeping an eye. But now, more so than ever, I'm staying sharp and just letting people know that, hey, and learning what your kids are getting and what they're being turned into, especially if you Christian parents, Catholic parents, and you're sending your kids off to uh, a public college, wow, this is what you're getting. This is what the next generation after them is getting. To be turned in to nothing more than social justice drones and Marxist revolutionaries. And if you don't think so, look at what your what the college is teaching. Before you send your kids anywhere, look at what they teach. Do some due diligence before you spend and shell out thousands upon tens of thousands and tens of thousands of dollars for your kids to get an education, not an indoctrination. Do a little bit of due diligence, mom and dad. That's all I simply ask before you let your kids go off to some college to turn them, turn them into a bunch of crazed loons. That's the only thing I ask. Do some homework. Don't just trust because of the name or this or that and the other or for whatever reason, even tradition. You know, okay, uh, the parents went there, the grandparents went there, now the grandkids are going to go there. It's like, mm-mm. Don't do it. Be smart, be wise, and be watchful. Because the price of freedom, my friends, and we've seen it in different aspects. The price of freedom is still eternal vigilance. And that hasn't changed one bit. So, hey, come on folks. It's time to step up and step up to the plate and learn some things and be watchful. Now, granted, I know we've got, and especially for Christians, be sharp, folks. Just be sharp and know that if you've got kids and you've got young kids, you better watch what they're being taught because this seed that they're being planted in their minds could come back with a harvest that you absolutely will positively hate. Trust me, I've seen it happen in far too many situations. So with that in mind, folks, Ah, I'm tired. I'm just going to call it a day today. I just want to say thanks, everybody, uh, for listening. And, of course, be watchful on our Rumble page. Uh, check out the In Black and White Daily uh, video podcast, which just premiered today. Uh, I had fun making it, and I'm hoping that you, my friends, will help spread the word and help it grow on Rumble. So, for now... 
I will catch you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, either on this audio podcast or a video podcast. So take care. Have a great Monday. And as always, Patriots come in all colors.